You're listening to Hands-On Security, Hunter's Hands-On Security Podcast. Cybersecurity, up close and practical. Hello everyone, this is Tvir Sayag and welcome to Hunter's Hands-On Security Podcast, episode 4. In today's episode, we are going to introduce the hunt for the next attack thesis regarding supply chain attacks, and we were going to also talk about the specific RFL ransomware uh, supply chain attack that happened recently. So with me today, uh, Amit Serper and Shachar Vaknin, two of uh, the most special people that I know. I say it every, every podcast about everyone. <laughs> um, Amit, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, uh, thanks for having me and thanks for the kind <laughs> words. Um, my name is Amit Surfer. I am the uh, Area VP of Research for North America at uh, Gardecor. Uh, before that, I worked at CyberEason for uh, many years, pretty much since the beginning. And uh, before that, uh, I was a security researcher at uh, the Israeli government doing some hush-hush stuff. Uh, yeah, based in Boston, United States. That's it. And you're also a musician? So I, am also, I am also a musician, that's true. Uh, what do you do? Give us uh, an overview. Uh, so right now I, I play a few instruments, but uh, I play drums at a, at a local band here in Boston uh, called Ben Moses. Uh, we've, uh, ju- we've just released a few singles on Spotify. Uh, the album is coming out very soon. Uh, very exciting stuff. So check us out on Spotify. I wasn't planning on this, uh, on plugging the band here, but uh, check us out on Spotify. Ben Moses, B-N-M-O-Z-S, one word. <laughs> uh, amazing. Check check these guys out. They're amazing. Uh, and Shachar, Shachar, how are you? Hey, Tell us something about yourself. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm Shachar Vaknin. Um, I'm a threat hunter, uh, Team Axon here in uh, Hunters. Um, yeah, before that, I was serving for five years in the army, in the cybersecurity areas. Uh, yeah, that's it, basically. Shahar and I actually served together, but we never met each other. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. it's really hard because you, you like, you know each other if you serve in the same unit, but yeah, uh, big yeah. unit. And here you are today, side by side on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's amazing where life takes you. Okay, so we are here today to talk about uh, threat hunting. And not only threat hunting, threat hunting in uh, the perspective of supply chain attacks, which is a big trend that's happening in, in the recent uh, weeks to years. Um, this is all of like the about the Areville uh, ransomware that happened uh, in the beginning of July, which is three, three weeks ago. Uh, Kaisea, which is an IT company, an IT solution company, was attacked by, by the Areville group uh, with a big, big ransomware attack. Uh, through Kaisea, uh, a lot of like ransomware were going to different businesses in the United States. Uh, Amit, can you please elaborate on that? Like. What effect that does it have on the security community and in general? Yeah, so um, with with supply chain attacks, it's 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 sort of tricky because first of all, we need to understand what is the supply chain attack. So supply chain attack is 
um, when you have uh, when you have something, for example, uh, a piece of software like uh, Kaseya or Solar Winds, that is uh, that is highly trusted in the organization. Uh, usually, um, you know, in, in the case of of Kaseya, it's a, a program uh, meant to uh, control the um, installation of software or update packages or patches and so on and so forth. And the attackers have actually used uh, uh, Kaseya as sort of like this bridge into the organization to uh, deploy ransomware. So uh, the question on how it affects the community um, has multiple layers because uh, it, in the case of, of, uh, of, of these attacks where, where you're using supply chain, supply chain attacks to attack um, high value targets, uh, and, and, and you know we've seen it here in the US a few weeks ago with like a colonial pipeline or with JBS, the, the, the meatpacking company, it affects the community um, in, 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 in a few ways. So for example, if you're talking about the security community, it affects the people who are doing the incident response because those things are usually happening on the weekend and, uh, and then you know they can't go home or you know and in the case that they are working from home, they can't be with their families because they have to, uh, they have to take care of that incident. It's but always it also, on weekends, right? Yeah, it's always, always on weekends. On weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but it also it also affects the community as large. So if if you um, if you look outside of the scope of the security community, when a company uh, when a company like Colonial Pipeline um, suffers uh, such an attack, uh, it doesn't. It's not only affecting the people who work there, or the people who are providing um, like the security services for that company. It also with the with with Colonial Pipeline, it affects the gasoline prices in the U.S. because we've seen that the gas prices went up uh, when it happened because Colonial Pipeline uh, couldn't really use their systems, so that created a shortage, uh, a, a gasoline shortage here in America. Um, with uh, with JBS, uh, it's a huge company that that um, that slaughters and packs meat. And when their systems were down, they couldn't really do what they did, what it is that they're doing, which is to provide food for the rest of us to eat it. That is, if you are uh, not vegetarian or vegan. Uh, so those those attacks, when they are like these high value, uh, when 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 they're focused on these high value targets, um, they are affecting they are affecting us in multiple layers. So. Uh, that's my uh, that's my two cents on 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 that. Nice, Shahar. Do you have anything to add? Yes. Yeah, so um, as you guys mentioned, it's basically the Kaseya. Um, the Kaseya software is a, is a software administration tool, uh, which means it's being installed on uh, on most of the workstations in the network. Um, and there's something really hard on. Uh, and preventing a supply chain attack because um, it basically it's like an insider threat, but uh, in this case the insider is not a, an an employee in your organization, but uh, a software that's operating in your network uh, most of the times in uh, very high privileges, and uh, in this case the attack is coming from uh, unexpected direction, so. Um, there, the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, stabbing the like back. Like the meme says. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically, um, since it's really, really hard to uh, 
threat hunting uh, on this kind of uh, kind of attacks. Um, my approach will be to mitigate it uh, and prevent it as much as uh, possible. Like uh, the first rule would be uh, stay patched. Like uh, um, patch your uh, your softwares as much as possible. Mostly your external facing servers, uh, which are more vulnerable to to attacks. Uh, but patch uh, your softwares, patch your uh, operating systems. Like uh, in most of the cases, when uh, when a zero day is uh, is published, uh, when a vulnerability is published, um, the 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 company the appliances uh, has uh, a patch for fixing this vulnerability um, in a in a pretty much uh, short time, but uh, in most cases organizations are just not patching it on time and then they are getting uh, um, infiltrated. So um, what uh, what I'd suggest is to patch as soon as possible, uh, patch most of basically all of your uh, your uh, softwares operation systems uh, things like that another advice i'd give would be to um to restrict wait so like one thing Shahal? i think that in every episode where we said someone said uh patch like you always need to patch <laughs> i swear that we don't plan this but this is like the <laughs> the most like basic and important yeah, very important thing that you can do so uh shahar is totally right yeah so um uh, another advice yeah, i would say is, that uh yeah i mean sorry go ahead yeah go ahead it's okay so no i i just wanted i just wanted to say that uh It's very easy to import to uh ignore these these calls to patch and to always be on like the you know the the bleeding edge version of whatever it is that you're using uh and and people are uh and and people are still you know even today in twenty twenty one after all we've been through people are still looking down on patching uh because if their computer tells them oh you now you need to reboot uh you need to reboot your machine in order to uh install the patches. Then no one wants to do that because it affects their work, and then the same people are ending up getting ransomware <laughs> so uh so it's it, we we can never uh you know uh as 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 security practitioners we can never uh we can never emphasize it enough how important it is to stay patched exactly that, that that's what i what i was want, what i wanted to add exactly agreed um And um, another advice I'd give would be uh, to restrict those kind of softwares as much as possible. Like uh, in this case, Kaseya um, has a, an external facing server, which, uh, which is used mostly for uh, IT, IT administrators to connect uh, from the internet and be able to administer their, uh, their devices inside the, the internal network. But it's also make it uh, vulnerable for external attackers uh, to be able to pivot from this uh, external facing server to the internal network. So um, I suggest restrict the access to this server uh, and from this server to, to the internal network as much as possible. Uh, the best solution would be using a, a VPN. Um, so the access to this uh, server would be available only from the VPN IP. And, uh, and from this server to, to the internal network only by uh, necessary um, ports uh, needed for, for communicating with the agent. 
those are the most uh, important two, I, I think. Thank you, Shachar. And as you said, uh, this is not the only supply chain attack that we've seen recently. Uh, there was a big one uh, called SolarWinds uh, that was like all over the news a few months ago. Serper, like what strategy, what security strategy would you recommend companies implement? Yeah, so I, I would actually, um, uh, first of all, I, I, I strongly, strongly agree with uh, Shachal's advice. Um, and it's also, you know, w- with the case of, of supply chain attacks based on, 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 on software like uh, Kaseya and, and, and SolarWind, it's, it's, it's a bit different than the stuff that we've seen before. So if, if, if we go back a few years and look at what happened with NotPetya, uh, NotPetya was also a supply chain attack, a devastating supply chain attack. Um, and uh, the way that uh, NotPetya, the ransomware, uh, was spreading or was actually getting in, inside organizations is through um, uh, a piece of accounting software that was made in, in Ukraine. And um, uh, the attackers have breached this company and sort of like created this like tainted version uh, uh, of, of that accounting software, this accounting software then got pushed into a lot of organizations and then the ransomware got, uh, deployed in the organization through the accounting software. Now the accounting software is just an accounting software. It's not, it's not the same as Kaseya or SolarWinds where it's like a super highly privileged, trusted, uh, piece of, of, of software that is uh, meant to actually deploy patches and, and update packages and so on and so forth. So this is why it's 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 a little more challenging in this case because uh, uh, Kaseya, both Kaseya and SolarWinds are by definition highly trusted. Uh, so I would um, I would echo what Chachal said, and I would even add that um, it's important to create um, uh, sort of like these, uh, these rings, uh, rings of security. So for example, if, uh, if you have uh, a tool that allows you, uh, sorry, if you don't have a tool that allows you to, uh, to go over uh, logs and, and basically see what's going on in your organization, uh, be it uh, an XDR platform or an EDR platform of some sort, you should have one because uh, this will help you uh, to see in a very visual way what exactly is running on your machine and uh, to which parts of your network these machines are connecting to. On top of that, I would say that while um, having uh, an EDR platform or an EPP platform or an XDR platform is super important, and it is, and I know that, and as I said before, uh, I worked at CyberReason uh, for many years and I have built EDR products and XDR products pretty much from scratch, those are very important, but they are not the only solution because in security, um, in, 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 in cybersecurity or infosec, uh, it's, it's just like in the real, in real world security. You have to have a few layers or rings of security. So I would say that on top of those things that we have mentioned, it's also, it's also important um, to build your network in a way uh, that it's, it's, it's secured by design. So, for example, segmentation. It's very important to make sure that only uh, uh, th- that uh, that machines on your network would only be able to reach uh, the machines that they need to. There is no reason for the receptionist's machine to um, be able to connect via RDP to the domain controller. Those things should not happen, and you'd be surprised how often they do happen. Uh, which uh, which, in the end of the day, makes a lot of people to have a very bad time. 
Uh, I can't so even I, imagine that. <laughs> oh, that that happens all the time, all the time. And I've seen with my own eyes in 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 in, in previous uh, incident response engagements uh, I was involved in. I've I've seen that. I've seen I've seen organizations that where um, the receptionists computer and uh, that was sitting in the office in Germany was able to connect to the domain controller in like pretty much every port and the domain controller was like in another country in another part of the organization that has nothing to do with that specific receptionist so it means that when these networks are being built segmentation is not something that's being taken in mind and we have other new buzzwords like zero trust that uh that should be taken into account as well because you you only want you only want to be able to connect to whatever it is that you are supposed to be connected to you don't want to leave the attackers any room for uh for uh for creativity right so um having your network uh 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 properly segmented is very important a product like we at Gardecore make which is a, a micro segmentation product that allows you to push Uh, a very intricate set of, of segmentation policies on top of, of the network that you already have is a good example to a, a tool that you might need. And here I am plugging my uh, company as well. But all jokes <laughs> and aside... And if you plug your company, we can also plug our company that you need an XDR. You need to be <laughs> able to correlate between products. Yeah, I, th- I think that goes without saying, you know, with you hosting the podcast. But, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in, in, in all seriousness, it's, it's important to create these layers of security to, to, to adopt um, uh, a zero trust approach and to make sure that everything is properly uh, segmented and only the machines uh, and that machines should be able to communicate only with the servers that they should. And you don't want to leave any... any of these exposed uh, 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 crevices and nooks for the attackers to come in and, and, and spread through. Um, I, would, I, would also, I would also say that um, the whole shift to work from home and the fact that we're no longer sitting in an office in the office network and we're all sitting on you know, different parts of the country and sometimes different parts of the world, that also makes a difference because when, when, when COVID hit, A lot of network admins and a lot of IT staff had to scramble really fast to change network configurations so that you know people could uh, connect to the office while they're at home. Uh, I wonder how many of these uh, of these changes were actually audited to see if they didn't open new gaps and new holes in the network. So all of these things should be taken into account. You know, I feel like that we are in like a, a cyber church. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the preacher and you preach cyber to us this is how i feel like right now <laughs> just saying amen yeah all true, um, all true. <laughs> so i mean yeah um so shahar like in uh, in hunters we have uh, uh, such a unique approach to threat hunting uh, like we call it hunt for the next attack uh, can you please elaborate on like some thesis that you've written and uh They might uh, help organizations practically like do something that 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 can like uh, mitigate from supply chains yeah so uh so basically as as amit mentioned um there are a lot of uh, bad practices and uh, best practices sorry and uh the perfect way would be to prevent those kinds of attack with uh a good and uh, network structure and the separation between different subnets. But um, 
from my experience and uh, um, and others' experience, I think every every organization has its has its gaps uh, that can be exploited by by attackers. Um, there's always a gap, uh, like for for my experience, uh, from what I saw. And um, as threat hunter, you you don't uh, you don't have always to hunt for attackers that already in your network, but try to attack for those gaps that will uh, that will be used by the attack by by the next attacker in your network that will allow him to uh, gain higher privileges or uh, allow him to move laterally between stations. Um, and that's that's uh, that's the approach. Uh, so um, let's take for for example uh, a known uh, attack called uh, called Kerberosting, uh, where an attacker can ask for a Kerberos ticket and then uh, enumerate on the on the ticket itself, and then uh, get the the hash uh, in case the encryption of the ticket is uh, is weak encryption. So. Uh, from my experience, many organizations still have those old uh, old encryptions, like uh, from 10 or 15 years ago, uh, published when uh, Windows uh, 2003 was uh, was introduced. So, um, basically, th these legacy uh, configurations are like gold for the attackers looking to to operate this kind of attack. So. Uh, as a threat hunter, you can use uh, the EDR logs, the event logs. As you mentioned, uh, they are so important to get visibility of your network. And then by placing the right filters, like, for example, in this case, it would be filtering for event ID uh, 4769, and then look for the ticket encryption type. Um, if you will be able to filter for uh, for cases where uh, Kerberos is being used with uh, weak encryption, you'll be able to identify services that are much vulnerable for for, uh, for the next attacker to be exploited. Okay, so um, by approaching this kind of, uh, of attacks uh, with this state of mind, uh, you will be able to close those gaps and uh, the next attacker in your, in your network will have a much harder time. Yeah, I would actually, I would actually, uh, you, you touched a very important point here, uh, and you raised a very, very important point. Um, with with regards to all of the uh, legacy stuff that uh, Microsoft uh, supports in their uh, support in their network, because you know, my, Microsoft, Microsoft are great in in being able to provide legacy support, but it's it's often a security nightmare. So and 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 um, in case I, I'm sure that people know that uh, a Windows network is only as uh, is only as secure as its uh, or as, it's only as insecure as its uh, as its oldest uh, computer with the version with as sorry a Windows uh, a Windows network is only as uh, secure as its uh, oldest computer running the oldest version of Windows. So there is always this like old Windows XP machine or even Windows 2000 machine in a network that no one knows about. Uh, but, you know, having this machine on the network requires a whole bunch of legacy protocols to still be accepted. And, and that is important as well. So make sure that 
the authentication protocols that you are using in a network are are uh, protocols that are up to date. There is no reason to have um, uh, LM hashes still accepted in your network. NTLM is also pretty old, but that's that is still a thing for some reason. But uh, having these like hash-based protocols like NTLM or LM uh, enabled by default on all of the machines allows the attackers to very easily uh, do sort of like a pass-the-hash-based attack uh, and move laterally in your network and, 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 and again, cause you some uh, very difficult times. So it's also important to make sure uh, to look at all of the machines that you have in a network and which, uh, which authentication uh, methods are allowed. And if if there is this one machine that insists on authenticating with NTLM or God forbid uh, or God forbid uh, LM, uh, make sure that you know why and make sure that you that you uh, that you accept this risk because it's a very bad practice which also happens all the time. I agree with every word that you guys just said. <laughs> um, there is a blog coming out that uh, Shahar have written. Uh, about uh, this kind of thesis, like uh, and more thesis uh, that it will elaborate on. Uh, so uh, please stay tuned for like in Hunter's blog, and please also follow Serper on Twitter because this guy is awesome and he has awesome awesome content. Um, thank you so much, guys, for coming. Do you want to say something last uh, for the viewers of us? <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> I think you're muted, Amit. <laughs> so basically, I, I'll take it. Uh, it was much fun. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I, I said, I said, uh, st I said, uh, stay, stay patched, stay hydrated, get vaccinated. <laughs> nice. So I, that's that's good sentences. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, I was having uh, much, yeah. much fun here. <laughs> um, yes, and as Amit uh, said, stay patched. Have a good night. Thank everyone. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This was Hands-On Security. Everything you need to know about cybersecurity of close and practical.